I've, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. And we're joined with Antonio, aka the Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? So, today is Wednesday. Are you guys excited for Survivor? Winners at War? I, I don't care for Survivor. I've never watched it, so I wouldn't know. I have never watched it either. Oh, uh, probably be a good idea to jump into <laughs> it, but not really my steez. You know, what is my steez is The Challenge, season 25, Free Agents. We are on episode eight. Let's go ahead and get it in. So, the episode starts off in a funeral procession. Some people might look at me and wonder, why is Johnny Bananas dressed as a banana? Better question is, why the f are we burying Devin's wig? She was my water wig. Tamara is now dead. She's gone. I, just, I, can't, I can't. Now don't mind my hands. You just talk, baby. I mean, Mary. Tell him, tell him. I, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be behind you the whole way. I'm just here for support, baby. I went through hell and back with her. Water. <laughs> Sands and tomatoes. Oh, God. It is time to give her a proper burial and let her rest in peace. Paul Bears, please. During this whole thing, I thought that Leroy was completely hilarious as the creepy guy hitting on the grieving widow as we laid to rest Devin's wig, Tamara. Are you guys sad to see Tamara go in such a fashion? Tamara put in a lot of work this season. And, you know, it, I'm glad that she got the burial she deserved with just everybody really celebrating how hard she worked this season. So, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, Devin really didn't do much this season, but I mean, if she wants to have a burial for her hair piece, might as well. But Devin is playing a political season. But before we head on to the rest of the episode, I would like for us to have a moment of silence for Tamara, Devin's wig. No. Shh. Okay. Let's go ahead and head into club night. So Preston and Leroy are chopping it up, and Preston has seemed to have found inner peace 
and non-aggressiveness and has a laid-back attitude. Well, I'll either see you at the finish line or I won't. Yeah, whatever, yeah. The pressures of this game are unfathomable, but I think I finally found an inner peace. No one's able to rock it. You're so close to the end that you're willing to bite somebody's arm off to get, you know, to ring that bell or whatever the case may be. I'm not. I'm not about to injure myself over that. Nah, I mean, I hear you, but I just can't. It's only money. Preston, I feel like he's just here for the ride. Like, once you mentally check out of this game, it's a wrap. Leroy thinks that Preston has mentally checked out. And your guys' opinion, do you guys think that Preston is done at this point? I mean, Preston not caring for the game, it's, it's kind of like a waste of space, I feel like. Same thing with Zach a few seasons ago when he had his cousin's wedding or some shit like that. I feel like that's just wasting your time on the challenge. But especially with Preston, who's not like physically good at this game, I would rather see someone else take his place, especially if he's giving up that vibe, that attitude. I don't fuck with it. I mean, it's not what he, it's not what he meant. Like, I think what he was meaning was, is he's not going to change his character to win some money. Because Leroy said, I will eat somebody basically to win this money and Preston's like I won't so he's basically just saying he's not going to compromise his morals to be to have some money so and and I think that's honorable whether or not it's true in the long run I think that's to be seen because I think that if you get to a certain point and that competitive streak gets in maybe you will do some crazy stuff to win some money you never know if this was the gauntlet sure but nowadays, most people do have to sacrifice some part of that if they're going to be a winner. This doesn't really surprise me. I think he has checked out a little bit, mainly because of just how he's been treated throughout the season. He's always picked last, even though he does pretty well in the dailies. Nobody believes in him. Right now, at this point, he just has low morale. And actually, normally it would be on the team to bring him up. But this is an individual game. Nobody's backing anybody up unless they already have a predetermined alliance. And Preston just doesn't have any kind of a support system. So I guess I kind of understand where he's coming from and why he feels the way he does. Unfortunately, the rest of his castmates, this is going to put an automatic target on his back. So I have a serious question for you guys, though. When you look at the male current, like the remaining males right now, is Preston the weakest link or do you see someone that's weaker than him? In reality, I think Preston has been forming better than Johnny Rowley. Even though he did win last episode, Preston is no slouch. Preston has probably been doing just as good as a Johnny Rowley or a Kahuta. No, but uh, Rowley and Kahuta, they had their moments throughout their season. This is also, like, I, the only so like, Preston. moment. Preston only had that one good moment this season when he was dangling from the ropes and he threw his gloves off. Other than that, I don't remember anything Preston did this season. When he was defending, when everybody was in the bubbles, Preston was an MVP of that challenge. That's true. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should go back and watch it, though. <laughs> now, moving on to the other side of the club, Kohada and Nani are getting hot and heavy. afraid that she's gonna hurt me and what she doesn't realize is she's afraid to like like me like me the 
more time I spend with Akihara, the more that I like him. It just sucks because you never know when you're gonna be going home. That's why I don't really wanna get too attached. <laughs> So, Nani doesn't want to hurt Kahara. And your guys' opinion at this time, in the moment, is Nani going to hurt Kahara? Yes. When a girl says that, you know something's going to happen within the next day or week or some shit. Like, that, that, when you hear that, that's when you know, like, okay, she, she knows she's not faithful. Might as well leave now or might as well just be prepared for when the time comes. Not to get heartbroken over that because she's giving you the warning. I feel really bad for Kahuta because I think he really wants to get close to Nani, but Nani is only like letting him so far in. And I think Nani and herself doesn't trust herself. So I know that she's going to end up doing something stupid, whether or not it's going to hurt him. I think Kahuta also knows that they're not together together. So it's not like... He's going to feel, he shouldn't feel like she's obligated to stay faithful anyway. So it is what it is. Yeah, Nani is definitely going to hurt Kahada. She looks like she has bad intentions. When a girl says, I don't want to hurt you, it's because she intends to hurt you. She is planning on it. She is going to do it straight up and down. Speaking of which, in the very next scene, Nani starts hounding Johnny Riley for some pizza on the couch in the hallway. Johnny! I'm hungry and I want pizza and yep, you're talking yep, about yep, pizza yep. that you stole. There's some, uh, some alcohol involved and I'm horny. Nani's definitely got this thing for me big time. Anytime we're having fun and the vibes are good, me and Nani will probably end up, I don't know, hooking up. At first, we're just having fun, laughing, and then next thing I know, I don't know where it came from. I don't really like Johnny like that, but it is what it is. I don't want to know. I'm not. No, no, no. I don't want to. So, uh, Nani is obviously embarrassed by the events of this of this evening and uh she went ahead and uh did exactly what she told kahuta that she didn't want to do so go nani the next morning the house is buzzing with rumors so rumor has it this is the new juice apparently johnny riley on this day by out here. Yeah, right. If you want proof, his drawers are still out there. <laughs> you want to go check? I'll check. I saw them earlier today. They're white. <laughs> he definitely has sex and those, for sure. I think the person that's getting the raw deal on this whole thing is, uh, God, dude, because he doesn't know. <laughs> so... The boys in the house knows about what happened. And Bananas, he felt bad for Kahuta. Do we feel bad for Kahuta? Now, I already know, Becky, you said you feel bad for him. But at this point, should we? Nani has already told him that she doesn't want to hurt him, which means that she's going to hurt him. 
how much blame do we put on Kohada for this? I mean, I don't think you can blame Kohada for him, but, like, you can feel bad for him, but to the extent. Because Nani did tell him, like, I'm going to hurt you. Like, she knows she's not, like, loyal to a single guy. So, at that point, that's when Kohada should realize. But then they're also they're also at the challenge house, so who knows what everyone's true intentions are with each other? Because everyone could be showing like, oh yeah, I actually mean it. But by the time they get back home, they're ghosting each other. So you can't really feel bad for anyone for any hookups that happen on the challenge. So the very next morning, Nani is flirting with Kahada, and she drops the bomb on him. Eh, kinda. I'm gonna lay down right beside you. Oh really? For the rest of the day, I'm gonna just sleep like this. Oh, Kahana. Did I miss anything cool last night? Well, besides everybody in the house hooking up, um... What? Did you do anything stupid? Yes, I did. What? So did everybody else. Oh, God. I'm starting to feel like Kahada is feeling a little more for me than I am him. And I don't want him to catch too many feelings because I will hurt him. Yeah, Nani didn't lie, but it was kind of a lie by omission. She just says that, you know, she kind of buries it in the fact that, oh, everybody was doing something stupid, and she didn't really get into the full needy-greedy of the whole thing, and that's really just being dishonest. So let's go ahead and move into this daily. All right, guys, welcome to your eighth challenge here on Free Agents. You guys are going to be playing in two teams of seven. Today you're playing Hold That Pose. <laughs> As you can see, there are two giant rooms with 28 straps, seven different colors, one for each player. When I say go, you're going to hold on to a certain color, and only your color, your feet and your hands. Try and hold that pose for one minute. Each individual player is going to have four straps of their own designated color, all different lengths to go on your arms and legs. <laughs> this is going to get a little bit crazy. The first team to hold themselves up off the ground for one minute to win today's challenge, be safe from elimination, and also be choosing one guy and one girl to send straight into the elimination round. Now, the entire losing squad is then going into the draw. Got it? Yeah. yeah. No. yeah. Got it. All right, guys, we're going to pick the captains. Start with the girls. So I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Johnny Riley picked Kohada for his team. And Preston goes last again. I know he has to be tired of going last time after time. Now, banana strategy is putting heavy people in the bottom and the light people on top. That sounds like a good strategy. Let's see how it works out. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Good job, Devin's team. You guys got it done today. Good job. Now you guys got to go back to the house and make some very big decisions, all right? We're getting towards the end of the season. It's going down. Team Devin wins. 
and they win because CT is barely holding his feet off the ground. I mean, I think it was definitely showed strategy, communication, and even if people weren't the best athletes, whether or not they had the most heart. Because honestly, Devin didn't have to do that much work if she didn't want to. And it showed that they wanted to win. So it was a great daily. I, I had a lot of fun kind of watching everybody, you know, tie everybody up like it's some crazy bondage. So it's really, it was funny to watch. Especially with Kahuta, like, strapped, like, across everything. Like, he's, like, being sacrificed. <laughs> it was really <laughs> funny. See, I really like this elimination, but it was kind of hard to watch. Because something like this, you really want to see it be close. Because this involves strategy. If you see, like, it was... If you see one team dominating over the other, like we saw today, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a waste of a challenge. Because, like, going into it, I was like, wow, this one this is really pretty cool. But then, what, uh, Johnny Riley's team only had, what, two people up by the time the other team was finished? That just takes away the suspense of it, you know? Uh, yeah, I think Bananas had a good strategy, just bad execution. It, it, just it was did- also his team. Laura was also checked out for this whole elimination. Nothing went their way. They was destined to lose this one. Not much more you can do about it. Bad execution. So after the daily, Nani is talking to Preston, and she feels bad about last night's events. Cotton and I, like, we never have a conversation about us. I'm not just a ass because I don't leave him on. I don't tell him that I want to be with him. I just, like, don't want it to look like he looks like an idiot because... Like he's some lovesick puppy. Yeah, oh, but I don't it's... think that's no. the case at all. Okay, good. Thank you. I don't you. think that's the case at all. Thank you. That night, like, I made out with Johnny, and now I just, I just don't want him to look stupid, and I feel like that's kind of how it looks, and, like, I feel really, really, really bad because, like, I don't know how, like... How it seems? Yeah. I... I like Kahara a lot because he is such a good person. He is honestly my best friend in the house, and hurting Kahara is hurting myself. I just don't want it to look like like I'm just playing him out like he looks dumb. So Nani is obviously embarrassed and sad about everything that's happened, which is two things you never want a, a woman feeling like after you had sex with them. You know, Nani got the waterworks going. Are you buying what Nani is selling? Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, because I do believe that Nani is a kind of person that does feel bad. And she's embarrassed at the fact that she, you know, ended up sleeping with somebody um, when she has been flirting the entire season with somebody else. So I think the, I think it's just, I think she's all being kind of dramatic about it. But I do think she does feel bad because she does care for Kahara. I do think Nani feels bad because she realized at the moment she fucked up. And I think that's why she didn't want to tell Kahara right away. So I do believe the tears because especially in a challenge house, when you cry and you show emotions like that, you expose yourself to being vulnerable. And that's not something you do very often. So I think if you do it, you mean it in a way. I'm not buying none of this shit. I think Nani is aware of how she's going to come off on TV. And I do think that she cares about Kahada and doesn't want him to be embarrassed. But I do believe she is truly willing to let him be embarrassed. So 
I'm not buying none of it. Back at the house, the guys are talking about who they're going to send in to elimination, and Press's name is automatically floated. I think there's only one way to go here. I mean, it's obvious it's unprecedented, right? Yeah, you can go eat it. He thinks people care what he thinks. Snip, see you later. This late in the challenge, you want to have the best team possible. Getting rid of the weakest players is the best way to do that. Well, just it's time for Preston's free ride to be over. On the female side of strategizing and plotting, Devin and Loru come to an understanding. So we're in the home stretch. I trust you more than any other girl here when it comes to playing this game. And that means a lot to me. And it's true. I see the chances of you winning quite often. And so my thing is, I'm not going to vote for you. But if you win another, like, back and forth, I just want to make it. I want to make it to that final. I will stick by everything that I say, and that's why I would not vote for you. Devin, I actually respect her, but you're talking about trust here. Can you really trust this other player? If you're gonna punch me in the face, you're gonna at least tell me. I'm gonna be ready for it. And that I value so much more than other people that I may be cool with or that are fun, but when it comes to decision-making, doing whatever, that I, you know what I mean? Now the way I'm thinking is Onisa Teresa, are on their own, honestly, they're on their own. Uh, Anissa and Teresa, to me, are disposable. Teresa's my friend, and I definitely don't want to vote her in. And I don't know that I want to piss off Anissa this late in the game. So I'm kind of in a tough position. So, Loru and Devin seem to be working together. In your opinion, who wins this arrangement? Who is coming out on top of this deal? Easily, easily Devin. Laurel, she's a beast. She, if she goes into any eliminations, a good chance she's gonna win it. Just, I'm just basing off the remaining female cast. And Devin, you know, she's not really. I would say she's in the bottom half. So for her to be aligned with Laurel to keep her out of like elimination and whatever, that's that's big for Devin. And Devin's doing what she can to, you know, keep herself in the game. She's having a great social game so far. We would be stupid to think otherwise. But yeah, Devin is definitely going to be the one benefiting from this alliance because the likelihood of Laurel winning another daily is very high. Uh, where Devin winning, it's kind of like depending on who she's on a team with because she's going to get carried. And we all know that. So I think that this is definitely a one-sided kind of thing. Uh, but I, at the end of the day, I don't think that Devin really had a whole lot of power to get Laurel voted in anyway, which is, I don't understand why Devin really, or why Laurel even agreed to it, because that's one person. He would have had to get that whole team to vote for Laurel. And that just wasn't going to happen. So, I also believe that Devin is getting the most out of this arrangement, but I don't think it's so one-sided. I mean, you got Laurel, who is the biggest beast in the game right now, but you also got Devin who is playing the best social game in the house. So let's go ahead and head into nominations. Anissa, I'm sorry, I have to put you in. All right, Anissa, come on up. All of them are too to, to say that they want to vote Laurel in, but they'll vote me in in hopes that I'll take her out. You've been here before. It's 15th time. Ready? Huh, me too. <laughs> 
now it's time to start with a guy's name, Carmaria. I think it's time for Preston. Unfortunately, you're my roommate. I adore yes. you. I finally got picked first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Preston, come on down. Every single one of you are full of I'm not the weakest link. Okay, so it's gonna be Anissa and Preston and the rest of Johnny's team. Since you guys lost the challenge, you guys are going in the draw, all right? For the girls, that's a 50-50 shot. For the boys, it's a one in three. I'll see you guys at the draw. Good luck. So Devin goes for Anissa first, and everyone follows suit. Anissa gets all seven votes. It is unanimous. And this is Anissa's 15th elimination. So Preston also gets seven votes, and it is also unanimous. Anissa is upset and wants Laura at this point. Mother that was unanimous. Probably because no one wants to deal with the wrath of saying somebody else's name. What's the wrath of What you gonna do? If she were to win next week, she'd say their name. So you think I'm not going to? If I go into elimination and I come back, just know that I have no one's back. Everyone nominates Anissa unanimously. I know she's upset about it, but in my own selfish mind, I am kind of happy that it wasn't me. What sucks is that there's a 50-50 chance that you and I might go against each other. It would really, really, really hurt me to take Anissa out of the game. I feel like her and I are all we have in this house. I hope Laurel pulls that kill card and you annihilate her. I need, if I'm gonna do this, to scare her a little bit. I hope I do get the chance to try and take Laurel out. Bring it on. Let's just get rid of her. <laughs> now, do you guys think that Nisa is biting off too much to chew with wanting Laurel in an elimination? No. Uh, honestly, I think Anissa is very proud of her elimination record and she feels that she can take out Laurel if she, you know, if she gets her. So I'm all for the confidence that, you know, Anissa is showing, and I'm glad that she's got some backbone, that she's going to be like, yeah, I want her. And at the end of the day, you look at it and go, big ups for her. Now, whether or not she's going to win, it kind of depends on what the elimination is, but for all you know, it's going to be something that favors, that favors uh, Anissa. You never know. I agree, but with a different perspective. Um, look at Anissa's only other option. It's Teresa. Anissa is not going to be like, oh, give me Teresa. That's her friend right now in the game. You would rather go up against, you know, an enemy than an ally, because if you win, you can work with your ally. If you go against your ally, only one of you can win, and you hurt your game in the future. So I think it's not really confident. I think it's her last resort, because who else is she going to say? So Nani finally sits down with Kahuta, and she decides to come clean. I don't want you to feel like you look stupid or like I was trying to like do anything to like disrespect you or make you look some type of white when that wasn't my intention at all. I come clean to Kahara and I let him know everything that happened between me and Johnny, and it would honestly break my heart to know that I've hurt him. I just kind of like took a step back and I'm like, what am I doing? I know Nani realizes that she screwed up and she literally feels bad about it because she cries. And a girl's face tells all. 
I just don't want to ever feel like I'm hurting somebody that like I genuinely care about. I'm glad you told me this. I'm sorry. I push people away, God. I don't want to ever go through anything that I ever went through. You got to be vulnerable, and it's not the end. It's not the end of your life. It's just don't screw up and choose to never really know anybody. That's a hell of a way to live. She's upset because she likes me, but she just won't admit it yet. I just want you to know that I'd, well, I I'm sorry about what happened. I want I'm, you I'm... to know if you kiss him again, I'm probably going to push you off that porch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are married. I don't know about all this swinging stuff. <laughs> I may not have been treated the best in past relationships, and being here with Kahada definitely taught me that I deserve to be treated well, and I deserve to be happy. Because I've been hurt so many times. Now Kahada knows everything that's happened. At this point, do you guys feel like Kahada is a sucker? Like, this is some real sucker shit to me. She has played you. She has told you she was going to play you. And now you have been played. And now you're very forgiven. I mean, Kahada, I mean, Jesus Christ, they don't make guys like this anymore. This dude is a fucking angel. And as much love and respect that I have for the guy Kahada, this does seem like some sucker shit. So in your opinion, is Kahuta a sucker? No. I think what Kahuta is doing is smart. He's keeping an ally instead of creating an enemy because I feel like if he were to, you know, attack Nani for whatever reason, he would have an enemy in Nani and in Johnny Riley. As long as, you know, he's friendly with Nani, that's an ally. Especially in a game like Free Agents, you need the numbers. So you don't want to lash out at anyone. On terms of their relationship, if he wants to further it, and then Nani does something like she did, like she did, then yes, he's a sucker. I mean, he's a sucker the first time it happened. What he he's gonna wait for it to happen the second time? Fuck out of here! Well, they're not dating. Not, so you're not dating. You can't really like expect anything. It's different if they were dating and then get something with someone else. Oh, she's totally. You're 100% right. Nani is a grown woman. She's single. She can do whatever she wants or whoever she wants. But still, when you're talking with somebody and when you're, when you're in the, the courting stage, this kind of stuff is not cool. Oh, no, I, I agree. I'm just... I, th- I don't think Kahara is doing this in some sort of a game perspective. When you look at Kahara or even see him talk, you know that he is literally just a really nice guy. I think he's a realist. I think he realistically knows that him and Nani are not a true blue couple and that he doesn't have a right to be upset with her for choosing to do what she wanted to do at any given time. Uh, I don't think, honestly, it's gameplay. I think that's just kind of how Kata is, whether that makes him a punk or a bitch or anything like that. I don't think so. I think that just makes him a realist. And honestly... I wouldn't use those words to describe him. The word I would use is sucker. It is some sucker shit. I don't think it's a sucker. I think he honestly knows Nani too. I don't think he's blind. And I'm sure he's already heard about this whole situation because you think people didn't run their mouths to him. You'd be wrong. Nani doesn't deserve a guy like Kahara. Kahada is too nice. He's too sweet. He deserves a nice girl who's going to treat him right and not get f***ed on the couch 
in the hallway. By Johnny Riley. <laughs> By Johnny fucking Riley. God. Let's go ahead and move it to eliminations. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. All right, guys, welcome to your eighth elimination round here in Free Agents. Now, as you guys know, Devin's team absolutely killed it yesterday. Congratulations, you guys. You guys were not only safe, but you also had to choose one guy and one girl from the losing squad to send into the elimination round. So you chose Anissa and Preston. So Anissa and Preston, come on down. And with the rest of Johnny's squad, come on down. You guys are going to be taking part in the draw. All right, we'll start with the girls. So, Laurel, come on down. 50-50 chance. That is the kill card. So you are here with me. That's the kill card, Kahada. Johnny, congratulations. Go ahead and rejoin the group. Kahada, you're going to be going against Preston. Preston, he's got about a foot of height on me, but at the same time, I'm fighting to stay here. All right, tonight you guys are playing Oppenheimer. As you can see behind me, there's a giant hallway with two bells at the center of the elimination area. Now, to begin, each player is going to start back to back. And when I say go, you're going to run as fast as you can in the opposite direction, which means you're eventually going to meet up. You're going to have to barge your way through your opponent and ring that bell at the end of your hallway. First player to ring the bell will win tonight's elimination round and stay in the game. Go for the big money. 125 grand, guys. Good luck, you guys. Start with the guys. So, Laurel and Kohida pull the kill card. They are going into elimination. It is going to be Loru and Anissa, just like Anissa wanted, and it's going to be Kohada and Preston. So, Bananas, you're in for a real treat. Oppenheimer is pretty much just circle hall brawl. Yeah. I, all the physical eliminations get me hyped because it's... It, I feel like the physical eliminations, it's more of who wants to be there because you're, you're forced to fight it give you your all if it's like a puzzle or anything it's all luck i think something like this it's anyone it's just as much as anyone's game as a puzzle i feel like all right so the man is up first round one Preston manhandles kahada but they don't stay engaged for too long they break away kahada has the speed he takes round one round two they make contact Preston trucks kahada I think Ohada is, is very surprised by, by Preston's power. Preston pushes him back. They break away. When Preston falls and busts his ass, Kohada breaks free, and he gets to win. No, I'm not shocked. I thought Kohada would have taken this one anyway, but I was very thoroughly surprised by how much power Preston had, and... and even though he had a very laid-back attitude and didn't seem like he wanted to be there and was checked out, he put in work. He did a great job, but just came up short. Well, this elimination was in his favor, I feel like. He had the, his body size definitely powered over the Hutter in this because 
I know, and when they say the lower man wins in this one, but when you're when the size is that big of a difference, having a bigger body is so much beneficial. Yes, but it's also Preston. Preston is kind of lanky. I don't see a lot of muscle mass on him. Well, they're both kind of lanky. I feel like both no, Kahuta's K- short, and okay. he's. Slim. I mean, like, I mean, the both like the both skinny. Well, they but Kahuta's got more muscle. I think he's more lean. He absolutely does. So I look at it this way, like. I haven't seen Preston run, so I don't think he's got a lot of speed. But I think Kahuta would have that in spades. Of course, we haven't seen any really running challenges to know who would win in a foot race. So I think that's what it really comes down to. I think then in a head-to-head brawl, I would have taken Kahuta to see Preston really kind of put his heart into this. I, I was really proud. It was awesome. And I think he really still showed, yes, I'm more than what you guys are saying I am. And he really put it out there to try. You know, he came up a little short, but, you know, I think that he put on an impressive showing, especially considering how people put him down and really just didn't think he had a chance. The guy's elimination was cool, but it's time to head to the main event. Ah, it's time for the girls. Anissa versus Laurel, Beast versus Beast, old school versus new school. Let's see how this shakes out. Round one, Laurel definitely has the speed. They run into each other, they bang hard, disengage, and it turns into a foot race. Laurel gets the win by a split second. Round two, once again, they run into each other, they bang hard. They wrestle for a little bit, disengage, and Laurel gets the win by a split. Damn it! Good try, Anissa! Awesome job! Laurel barely beats Anissa. I mean, literally, like, milliseconds. I feel like crap. This was my game to win, and I, I don't know what happened. Good fight, ladies. Good fight. Good job, guys. I win. See you later, Anissa. You're going home. Congratulations, Laurel. You're still in the game. Go ahead and rejoin the group. Good job. The fact that I took out Anissa is, like, awesome. That win feels good. I deserve to be here, and this gives me even more motivation to prepare for that final. All right, Anissa. You know what this means. We lost tonight's elimination round. Anissa is skunked. Laurel gets the win. So close, so close, but Anissa falls short once again, and she is brought to tears. So I think the female elimination was definitely a great one. Anissa didn't lose by much. She could have won if it just, if luck swayed away just a little bit more. The biggest takeaway about this elimination is that Anissa showed that Loru is mortal and that she is beatable. What did you make of the female elimination? I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed seeing kind of Laurel just kind of barely winning. Um, it also showed kind of how out of it she was. And she's been saying over and over since the beginning of this episode that she's kind of semi-checked out. So I don't know if that was the reason why she did so I mean, I know she won, but at the end of the day, this is not the normal Laurel. You expect her to dominate, but she 
definitely didn't. Um, I give it up for Anissa. She worked hard. She really, you know, went. She really threw balls to the wall to try and beat the one person that everybody thought was unbeatable. So, I give it up for Anissa for trying, even though she did lose this elimination. Anything that's close is definitely a lot better. When you see something like come down to seconds, it makes it more interesting. It makes you what it gets you more involved and see what the, what the next round's gonna look like. And I think that's what we all enjoyed seeing um laura ver, ver, laura versus anisa i do think jordan leaving did play a role in how laura did perform poorly i i think if laura um goes against anisa any other day i think laurel wins by a landslide not not seconds laurel and kohada are going to be victorious it was definitely a great elimination this whole episode has been really, really great. But before we close out, we cut back to the house and Kohada lays with Nani. And I think he may have gotten as far as uh, first base or whatever, but it looks like Kohada and Nani are still going. And that is going to close out season 25, episode eight of the challenge, Free Agents. One hell of an episode. I definitely loved it. If you guys have to give a grade, on today's episode, what would it be? I'm going to go with an eight and a half. I think the drama of this episode could have been better. The elimination was, was good, but I also think the, um, the competition that they had today, it could have been a lot better. I think if it was, cl- if it was close, I would have gave it a nine, nine and a half, maybe. But because um, one team dominated, it didn't really make it interesting. That's why I'm giving it an 8.5. I kind of want to give this like a six and a half. Really? Even though the elimination was good, the episode was kind of meh. Um, I think the the highlights of it really were, you know, watching the drama between Nani, Johnny Riley, and then Kahuta. So, but overall, yeah, it was, it wasn't that oomphy for me. I guess it's the best way of describing it. But it was a solid episode. It was a solid episode for me, too. I give it a seven. I think it was very drama-heavy, uh, especially with the Nani thing. And also, we got to see uh, a couple of alliances get made, you know, with Devin and Laurel. The elimination was definitely a banger, which will always bring up an episode in my eyes. I give it a solid seven. And a seven... Is very good for episodes these days. So, before we close out, we definitely got a wonderful moment during the closing credits of Tamara's funeral. And the day I was supposed to wear Tamara, I wore Mercedes and, oh. and Mercedes. Then, and then there was a vat of ketchup and just. It's okay, baby. It's okay. I mean, I yeah, spent sixty dollars yeah. on that wig, and she just was worth. You know, I know. She's synthetic, so I can't wash her because she'll burn. And, like, I, I mean, I got a two for one special, so I have another one that looks just like it that I haven't worn yet. <laughs> so that was definitely hilarious. My banana costume. Yes, the banana's costume. Anytime it comes out, it's always a good time. So that's going to close us out. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your. Love War Challenges, The Hit List, 
and general challenge gear. Oh yeah, before we close out, Antonio, AKA the Bananas Defender, I hear you are coming out with a new podcast. Why don't you tell us a little something about it? So the podcast itself isn't really gonna come out until another month or so. We're still trying to get the framework of it, but uh, we do have a like a kind of network. It's called Empire Sports Network. We're branching off into basically all New York sports teams, and currently I'm in charge of the Mets. And you can follow us at Flushing Empire. And as of right now, I'm actually doing an article for them, well, for myself. It's about preseason uh, power rankings. I'm also doing um, predictions for the awards, and I'm also doing um, standings for predictions because you know it's still the off season. But yeah, definitely by the time baseball season starts up, we're gonna get into podcast mode and do like week, maybe series episodes, stuff like that. I'm really excited for it. And we're excited for you. Make sure you go ahead, give those guys a follow, give Bananas a follow, especially if you're a Mets fan. This is gonna be yes. the place for you. That's gonna do it for us tonight. Bananas, close us out. All right. Another great episode, Potsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash love for challenges. Join our, join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars. Give us a great review. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Potsters. Peace.